Hey, you're checking out episode number 67 of the Barbering in Real Life podcast. What I have for you is a little ask. I want you to go over to the website, check it out. I've moved things around a bit. I've added an email blast. I want you to put your name on the list. What I'm going to start doing is sending out uh, information that is not really on the podcast. And um, I just want to get more involved with people's uh, careers, you know, and I want to hear from people more directly. So if you want to sign up for that uh, email list, I'm not going to spam you. I'm just going to hit you with some good shit. Yo, what's going on? It's Jake, jakecutsfresh.com, at jake underscore cuts underscore fresh. That's on Instagram, Twitter. That's where you can find me mostly. Uh, if you got any questions, you want to hit me directly, it's jakecutsfresh at gmail.com. Uh, i got a guest today. It's been a while since I had a guest. Um, this is a man that I've connected with just through the industry. Uh, met each other just through probably Instagram slash uh, conventions and... Um, Realize we know a lot of the same people, and I uh, just hit it off. So uh, this is my guy, Rocco, from Uplift Pomade. Rocco, what's going on, man? What's up, my brother? How you been? Good, good. Life is good, man. Truly blessed these days, for sure. Yeah, it's been a little while since you've been on, and since then, a lot of things have changed for you. Yeah, big time. Yeah, man. Big time. Congrats on the baby and that that step into life. Yeah. Definitely a true blessing, for sure, man. And uh, it's funny, it's like one of those things where I truly just needed um, I needed that change for the better good of my life, you know? Um, so I know that you're a father, so I definitely idolize you for that. Yeah, it brings a new balance, you know? Yeah. It brings a new balance. Well, it brings uh, a different purpose, probably, you know? Oh, yeah. It's you know? my life. Yeah. Right, like the day that I, the first day that I opened my shop, uh, that was on January 1st, New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, we found out my wife was pregnant with our first kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that was like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. This has yeah. to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right. And I can definitely, uh, I admire that and I can definitely identify with that. I remember, you know, I had like probably a 78 hour cook at the factory making hair products and uh, finally got through like the 78 hour straight cook. And my girl said she had a surprise for dinner. So in my mind, I'm thinking we're having like cupcakes or brownies, right? <laughs> and uh, I sit down and uh, I lift the plate up. She had like, you know, a cover over the plate and it was like five pregnancy tests. And I just remember like, <laughs> all right, you know, and, uh, I just was like, you know, my, my head went down. I'm just like, uh, you know, cause I was already overwhelmed, um, with everything I had going on, especially with business and the shop and, um, the classes I was teaching. But, you know, looking back, in retrospect, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, it's putting a fire under my ass. Um, it's fueled me to do what I'm doing. Uh, you know, after coming out of COVID, we needed that. I needed that. Yeah. Um, and 
name many ways just that true you know we can talk about being selfless and helping people and doing what you're doing like you know the world doesn't know that until you're waking up four times in the middle of the night to help your daughter or you know to help the kid or your, your girl and you know i i feel like it really helped me focus and hone in and prioritize the people that need me for survival you know versus the people that I thought needed me, which really never needed me, you know, right, right. So <laughs> yeah, you sort of like, I think you and I are, the similar, are similar in the way that we sort of pride ourselves on being able to help a lot of people, Yeah, you know, take care of a lot of people. And uh, yeah, that just all, I mean, COVID definitely straightened that right out for me. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I was like, man, I'm taking care of everybody except me, you know, I got to I got to switch that up, you know. I sort of have this vision when I have to go and make difficult decisions or do something business-wise. I just have this vision of me uh, on one side of the street, and I'm standing in front of my wife and my two sons, and I'm ready for war. And on the other side of the street is this thing, this obstacle. And whether it's coming at me or I'm going at it, my family's behind me, and I'm protecting them the whole way. You know, it's like kind of my vision on it. Um really helps me get in that zone, you know, because you got to make certain decisions, right, to do certain things. Yeah, it's deep. It's actually real deep. And um, I'm with you on that 100%. You know, there's always going to be distractions or temptations or whatever. But when it comes down to my girls, man, like the sacrifice is real, but they come first, you know? Um, and that comes bef- like, especially 16 years coming up on 16 years this December in this industry, you know, is serious. You know, my clients have catered to them for years. You know, I love them individually, you know, um, no point intended, you know, at the same time, but it's like, nah, like I'm a father now, like my child needs me. Yeah. Uh, whether that's our changes or, you know, me not being able to drop everything for that. You know, like I had a client last night, a friend of mine, you know, 15 years texting me, hey, can you squeeze me in? And I texted him, I said, not on Sunday, text me tomorrow. And like, you know, I could have came off a little dry or whatever, but it's mm-hmm. text message, so take it for all the, however you want. Yep. But no, man, those are the boundaries and those are... Um, that's where I draw the line. Like I get maybe one day off a week at this point, maybe sometimes if I'm not doing events for uplift or running around. So it's like me being present is I got to practice what I preach, you know, and I preach being present and Sundays of my day with my girls and, you know, (laughs) that haircut appointment can wait. Sure enough. I wake up this morning. I went through my book. I seen that I had an opening for this dude's looking for a haircut before like December 18th, which is also my birthday, which, you know, I'll be working a 16 hour day on, you know, (laughs) um, Yeah, so, and I responded, I said, you know, he knows I have an app, but I I responded, I said, I can fit you in at this time, Um, let me know if that works for you, and he apologized, hey man, I just want to let you know I'm sorry for, um, you know, bothering you yesterday, and I said, I'm not bothering you, I go, you weren't, excuse me, I go, you weren't bothering me, but had I not said something, you know, 
that stuff becomes continuous. You know, I'm not yeah. I'm not upset with you at all, but you're a father, you know, and, and I'm sure your schedule is a little different than mine, but this is my little time that I have with my girls, and it's very important to me. And he goes, I understand, no problem. I totally understand. Yeah. That's it. Like, not me, hey, I'm sorry, blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't know anybody in apology for yeah. me wanting to spend quality time with my girls, period. Right. I don't know anybody damn apology for that, you know. Yeah, you just set up a healthy boundary there, right? That's what, you know, you tell you, <laughs> can tell I've been through years of counseling. <laughs> you know, but you got to put up those little those little roadblocks, you know, those little, like, um, guardrails, I call them, you know? Yeah. You put those up, like, yeah, nope, I don't do that anymore, you know? I got no. a good client of mine, similar situation, a good friend of mine, um, he, he went away for a couple of years, and when he came back, I was I was different. I was I was much more busy. I was... And a much different place in my career and you know he was you know very used to like hitting me up friday at eight o'clock like when when can you get me in today and it's like oh, i'd always make it work i'll come in earlier i'll stay late or i'll do something you know and i just had to tell him i said man things changed over the last couple of years i don't stay late anymore i don't come in early anymore my book is here this is how you book it and that's it you know and he got a little salty with it but after about a year he sort of kind of came around you know <laughs> yeah listen and, uh, i couldn't you can't yeah. bend you know i can't bend on that thing anymore you know i've Ooh. i've oh. i've taken a lot from my family and given it to strangers and uh yeah. one thing i definitely changed after covid was that you know it's definitely not like that anymore but um yeah so uplift man let's talk about uplift so for those who don't know uh, you are a co-founder or only founder? No, I'm the creator, man. Cre- I am yeah. the Cre- <laughs> created this product, these this this line, hairline, uplift, um, upliftprovisions.com. Is that? Uh, uplift, upliftprovisionscompany.com. Okay, yeah, yep, my bad. No, you're good. I'm a victim of the, the bookmarks, man. Just click them. Um, <laughs> so... The, so you've got a pomade, you've got the styling compound, you've got the texture powder, you've got the shampoo and the shaving gel, and I got to tell you, everything that you've made in the past year has stepped up quality-wise. Not that it was bad at all before, but this, especially the styling compound. Yeah, man. Every time I use it, people buy it. Yeah. It, it's just there's something different about it. I try to explain to people like, well, what is it? I'm like, it's like a cream, but it's, it's really like a pomade, but it's dry and it kind of thickens your hair, and it's like, you know, there's nothing really like it. Yeah. You know, at least that I've seen, and so, you know, first of all, congrats on that because you killed that, and, um, you know, second of all, like let let's talk about this, man. This has been a long time coming. I mean, this has been something you started. I want to say six years ago. Am I right on that or? I'd say since we refaced the company like four years okay. and, uh, you know, I didn't really know where I wanted to go with this, you know, and we can bring this back to basics because I, I think it's appropriate timing for me too, because we got some big things going on now, you know, um, when this started, you got to keep in mind, it started on my kitchen stove, you know, yeah. um, I've always cooked growing up. My mother's hundred percent Italian. You know, I have a lot of Latin roots in my family, Puerto Rico, you know, um, Middle Eastern roots. Like I, I've always spent time in the kitchen. Right. And I, 
anything that I do, whether that's cutting hair, cooking, and I, I know you know me by now, but like I, I don't half-ass anything, and I'm a perfectionist, and I'm my own worst critic, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, if I believe in something perseverance is there like i cannot be outworked when it comes to that the level of insanity that it's it's brought me to um you know but those clouds have moved and when it comes down to uplift of course like i love hearing that style and compound it took me four years to get right you know what i mean like <laughs> i can't even tell you how much headaches roll like people think you know especially now it's like you see a lot of brands popping up what have you there's a lot of private label white label black label but like the difference between you know i started this handcrafted at like 60 units per cook i'm talking handcrafted now nine thousand units in a cook you know whether that's a three-day run that's nine thousand units that's still being done by hand that's being hand labeled by being hand assured with quality ingredients you know and um you know of course you're gonna have the i don't want to i don't call anybody haters right you know Mm -hmm. i i don't call anybody envy you know if you believe in something you do it, you know, if you talk about it, you talk about it, but I believe in positive action, right? I've never quit on uplift. I've never quit on anything besides, you know, my addiction when it was, you know, time was up. That's the one thing that I've ever quit. But when it's something that I truly believe in, you know, it's these reviews or what you just said, you know, about the silent cup and that made me feel good. It lit me up because that's a product that I was going through a very tough time in my life when I created uplift. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I, I just lost two sisters. Um, you know, I had gotten the worst car accident ever. You know, I was newly sober, which was scarier than what I was using because I was just miserable. Right. Mm-hmm. And here I am getting a second chance at life. And, you know, I devoted everything I had to that. I put my last dollar into this product. I, the vision was bigger. If I wanted it to be called Rocco's Pomade, you know, it would have been Rocco's Pomade. But I envisioned this to be exactly what it is today. And that's a way of life, bro. This isn't a hair product. This is a lifestyle. You know, the products are great. The packaging is great. It's great. The apparel. But the joy that I've seen put on people's faces, whether that's interacting with my crew that comes from all over the country to get together, to seeing them go out together, to seeing them on Instagram, you know, uplifting each other and unifying and giving each other that motivation that you're not alone you know, because it, it, it is, it's a, it's a dark place out there in this world, you know, and yeah. when it comes to Uplift, there ain't nothing dark about it. There's nothing dark about the packaging, the quality of the product, you know, it's it's very positive, whether that's the coloring of the packaging, the scent, the quality ingredients, the story behind it, right? right? You know, the people using it, the people in our imagery, those are real models, bro. Those are real people that I fuck with day to day, right. you know, and um, that's as real as it gets. And not to mention the nonprofit we're tied in with. You know, there's a lot of nonprofits out there. I work with this nonprofit. You know, I've seen the level of uplifting that has gone in on those rooms in that nonprofit for the family restored. You know, I've I've right. seen the action that it goes behind that without saying the word uplift. You know, I've seen parents put each other you know, their their arms on their shoulders are, are lifted another parent up that's, you know, say your son Bobby's in jail and the other one, you know, Deborah's son died and then you got like Megan 
whose daughter's like struggling and you got Bobby's mom and you know the other dude who's in jail's mom there you know helping that person to show well guess what you're not alone now that's uplift to me yeah. right um, the story behind it that's that's what sells the product and I ain't doing this for money dude if I was doing this for money I would have just start, I stayed on the, the stock market or got into real estate with my brother you know it's like <laughs> I did this for the right reasons and I didn't know that these were the reasons of what is going like what what is actually happening today you know it's it's the difference between just a brand be honest with you i love our industry but i could give two shits about you know the naysayers and this and that like i don't care like you can yeah. you know if you support me you support me you got me for life yeah. you get what i'm saying like if you yeah. fuck with me i fuck with you 10 times harder you know what i mean yeah. if you don't you ain't with it that's fine. If it isn't on your shelves because, you know, you didn't think of it first or this and that, that's totally fine because those are not the people that I'm trying to put this into. I'm trying to put it into the people's hands and on the shelves for the people that need it. You yeah. get what I'm saying? And if, and if somebody says, you know, anything about my product, clearly you don't like my cooking and that's fine. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? That's yeah. like telling my mother that I don't like her cheesecake on freaking Christmas Day. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> shit, you know, but whatever. People get over it, you know, so. Well, that's it, man. I mean, the the thing that I like about the product is, you know, just from a from a business owner standpoint, I'm looking for something that's uniform. And consistent because that's what we are right and so and i'm looking for something that offers a simplistic um diversity like it's diverse but it's not crazy right like the first brand that i carried in this medfield shop which i'm not gonna say any names and i'm not trying to hate on them at all but they have probably uh eight different pomades and it's yeah. like well I mean, that's confusing. I don't, and the people are confused. The people are just starting to kind of get into pomade a little bit now, like at least in that area, you know, in that, in that area, it's just, we're, we're bringing in the style. Like that's yeah. like part of my responsibility there. So when I have a product, like this one is shiny, this one's not, <laughs> this one does this, this one doesn't, <laughs> they're both the same price. They have very similar scents. They have the same scent. Um, and here's their shampoo. That's an easy sell. Yep. And and your simplistic, clear le- um, packaging goes really good with my branding as well. You know what I mean? So that to me, it's just a it's a slam dunk. And and like I said, once we once we got that new level of um, compound in there, it's like oh, even like Brooke, my barber, she's always like, I love this stuff. She's like used half the tin. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, but you know, so like I say, a lot of good things about that, but. Um, let's talk real quick about, you know, this on, on the cover of, um, the Boston magazine, but it's not, it's not Boston magazine, but, uh, help me say this uh, in, Boston. in Boston and yeah. it's of, it's, it's a derivative of Boston magazine. You're on the cover holding the can. You got your whole team behind you, man. It's super inspiring, super dope. It's like, Oh my God, man, look at this, man. Look at this. I love it. Talk yeah. to me about that situation. How did that come about? It's actually funny because you know, I, I got approached, I, I've been in a few articles, right? And it's like, it's cool because it's telling the story and the sobriety and, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, I have a solid reputation in the recovery world and everything that goes with it. Right. But 
you know, I've been approached by magazines and it's like, oh, you got to pay to play. You got to, uh, you know, it's marketing, marketing. It's like, man, like no one's going to market me the way I market myself. No one's going to sell my product better than I sell my products. Nobody's going to, you know, uplift or even, you know, inspire my team better than I'm going to inspire my team, you know, because they're handpicked. So when it came down to this magazine, I was approached uh, to a, from a good friend of mine, Anne-Marie LaFosse, um, total sweetheart from, uh, she's actually from Malden. Uh, she was a fashion designer for years. And um, when I was approached to her from this magazine, we had sat down at like a, um, like a round table and uh it was during overdose awareness month and you know it, stuff got hot and heavy you know it, it really did you know it's it's a touchy subject for me but you know i i taught i'm an open book and long story short what i really loved about this woman's outlook in her magazine was she was a fashion designer and in her you know career she was getting taken advantage of a lot you know, mm. it's, it's, uh, so we think we're in a tough industry. Fashion is, is cutthroat, you know? Um, so come to find out that a lot of her work that she was doing was getting stolen from her. Um, she wasn't getting credit for the work she was doing. Uh, you know, a lot of designers were very clicky and, you know, really not giving her a chance to shine. So she came out with this magazine, um, called in Boston. And what it was is people like-minded individuals, just like myself, you know, who are entrepreneurs that started from the ground up and, you know, have an inspiring story. So mm -hmm. I was like, right away, I'm like, damn, like I'm with that because I'm a, per I'm a person, a people person. Right. So like yeah. for me to hear her story, I wanted to really understand what the angle was, right? Like, what? All right, how much do I do? I, I didn't have to pay for a dime of this magazine, right? And she loved the story where it was just real and it was raw. Right. And then came to come down, like I knew we would get like three to four pages in the magazine, and um, she's like, "Oh, everything's going to be covered." You know, we have our photographers, and then you know, I have we'll do this, this, and that. I'd love to get you on the back cover. And I said, "Hold on." One, I bring my own photographer. Jonathan Caruso has filmed every uplift video, every, you know, angle. This is my guy. You know, it just wouldn't feel right. He's been with me since the start of this journey. And second, I'm not going to the back cover without my entire team. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. because that, to me, nothing against whatever, ego or whatever. Like, I'm not, that's not who I am. I'm not front cover magazine gq right like yeah. i need my whole team with me because they believe in it they've been with me from since the start and that's the circle of people that i keep around me and when i was told just like in meetings and over the years you know the more coals in the fire the hotter that fire burns and i felt that that was exactly what that coven needed it needed it needed people alive yeah. and my boys from maine you know dylan and ringo from you know dylan from from momentum up in maine i had ringo from apollo barbers i had candace that came all the way from tingsboro i had my j mac the graffiti artist all the way from nashua i had people my boy steve drove all the way from waltham to andover got there an hour early and he had he missed the whole shoot because he had a hit get back to jump on an airplane to go to Washington, D.C., and he still drove up, you know, and, <laughs> and he missed the whole thing. But you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. those are the people I fuck with. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't have to beg them to come there. It wasn't like, oh, wait, I'm going, you know, tie the barber. You know, my brother's on that cover. You know what I mean? Right. Like, 
people that like i would take a bullet for any of these fucking people 24 7 so that of course they deserve to be on that cover you know in in yeah it's an up-and-coming magazine but to really you know have somebody tell my story as real as i tell it you know and i'll get you a copy of that of course i'll put one in the mail i just got a, a box of them today and it's like you read that story and I'm fucking inspired by it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. and like, I read that shit and I'm like, I forget because I'm so tunnel vision on everything that I'm trying to, you know, balance. And we'll talk about this, I hope, you know, on, while we're on here, like yeah. balance, right? It's like yeah. we're in a circle. Just keep circle, keeps going. It's like I've been in such tunnel vision where I've been just waiting for that next without realizing what I already have and what I've accomplished. Yeah. And that's perseverance. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, like everything I've done... I've put my all into, you know, and, and right now I'm, I'm in a good spot. You know, is it is it a, a pink cloud that we call it? No, I'm enjoying the fruits of my labor as it's deserved for recognition, because when you get that recognition, now I want more, yeah. you know, but I don't want more for the wrong reasons. I want more for my team, for a legacy. So my daughter has something when I when I pass you know, my right. grandkids, etc. I'm building a fucking legacy and I want anybody that's with it to be with me. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? I take the whole team with me. It's not like I'm here on one spoon. I would let my whole team eat before I eat. That's yeah. like who I am as a human being. And, um, you know, just to touch on that with Uplift, it's like, I'm sure you can feel the passion behind what I'm saying, but like, that's like you see me bro i i've been down there twice in two weeks bro my i've been to medway medfield like six times in my life my mother's lived down there 10 years i visited your shop twice in one one month because that's the level of customer service that i offer okay you know and and that's what it is if it's if there's an issue with shipping or if i can get to you i'm getting to there like any shop i don't care if they're even supplying will never knock me for my customer service bro i will show up i will drive you know this i gotta go to portland maine tomorrow i'm excited about it i gotta go to portsmouth like you know i don't have to do that we offer e-commerce wholesale i do it so that you get what you know what you're buying right you believe in who you're buying from I identify because I'm a bobber. You know what I mean? I'm nothing special, dude. I'm just a hustler and I'm a bobber and I'm dedicated, you know, and and that's who I am as a human being. So those are people that I fuck with like yourself, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's, uh, your your brand is picking up steam and it's been cool to watch. And I think that what happens now i've not i've not had a retail situation like you have right like where i'm like a selling a product but i witnessed it with my own shop when i first opened in milford it it became sort of this like there's a sort of like steamroll that happens and i feel like you're just you're just about to hit it right now man you know what i mean and i I really hope it it goes because it then it excuse me it just goes and it's amazing because then you can't stop it, even if you wanted to, you know? And uh, it's really cool to be on the outside watching it. Because I, I do remember texting you, like, probably four winters ago, three or four winters ago. Like, hey, found your product somehow, maybe through Instagram, like, interested in carrying it in my shop. You know, what's the deal? And you're like, I just got to make some more units. <laughs> you know, I think it's probably still cooking at home days, you know? And yeah. um, then to see, like, that, that was a pretty powerful um shot for that magazine um to see you there with the with the signature rocco smile with everybody behind you is it's that's 
that tells you everything you need to know about my guy right here, you know? <laughs> and, and it's just, uh, man, it's just like, wow, you know? So there's like this thing, like this concept, um, I picked it up from Shepard Ferry, the guy who created that Obey company. Yep. And I think that all started, I don't know if you know that story at all, but it all just started with like putting up stickers at skate parks because yeah. there was like bullies at the skate park and like, he just wanted to like have something that was his own kind. I'm kind of paraphrasing, but, um, you know, under the giant has a posse is how it started. And it's like, it became this thing where, it, where he talks about power from perceived power. Yes. And it's like, because your shit's all straight and it all looks good. People start to go, Oh, that must be something. And then you get that magazine cover and it's like, Oh, that is something I'm going to get behind that, you know? And unfortunately people, are not all early adopters and they have to wait until they see something working to jump in but then once they do once you hit that middle of that piece that little bell curve of like the the, the secondary adopters man it's like boom you know so it's it's gonna be great man it's gonna be fantastic um yeah so let's talk about balance because i got i got some controversial thoughts on balance lately man and i don't know if it's just the stage of life i'm in or what um but obviously balance is important and it looks different for everybody. But I personally find that the more I try to achieve balance, quote unquote, which means I'm trying to have equal proportionate times of downtime to like hustle time. I find myself just staying. I look at it like a seesaw kind of going back and forth and I tend to just to stay on that lazier side where I'm not doing anything, which is kind of why you haven't seen a podcast for me in like four or five months you know I just got kind of used to just sitting around and used to not really having any good ideas and just kind of becoming okay with that becoming complacent with that and um so I kind of hit this phase the other day where I was like why you know like I said I've been meditating man you know and why am I always trying to achieve balance it seems like an impossible quest and I think that what I felt being told to me through my mind or through the universe or through God, whatever you want to call it, is like, fuck balance. Right now. Right now, fuck balance. Go redline. Redline all the way <laughs> until you yeah. until you collapse. Because your potential isn't even tapped yet. And every time I start to get some momentum, I go, okay, time to take a break. And I take a break. And so I guess I'm struggling to find what balance means for me. I guess that's what I'm... That, ultimately what i'm trying to say but um where where does balance lie for you i mean let's see dude i'm gonna be 31 years old in like three weeks you know and i look back and as far as i can remember i've worked you know i, I started in Haymarket when i was 14 years old selling produce you know watching my father hustle as a kid you know selling cars and just always work, 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 work to the point where it's like, you know, I wasn't having fun up until this point. You know, it's like I created when I created Uplift, it was like, oh, sick, cool. I get to travel and like do some stuff for that. But it's like, is that enough? No, it's like I have this term where I'm not on vacation until I'm in the sand. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm not on vacation until I'm in the sand, whether I'm taking a flight you know, I'm on the plane, oh yeah, it's vacation mode, or I'm in the taxi, great, you check in the hotel, change into the bathing suit. When I'm in the sand, 
and I'm away from my phone. I'm on vacation, bro. And and unfortunately, I can't get on vacation, especially now, not with a five month old at home. So yeah. where is my vacation, right? And that's that's where the balance comes in. And, and hear me out on this, right? Mm-hmm. It's like when I go to bed at night, my phone is not in my room. Okay, my room, my phone stays in my kitchen on the charger. I do not use an alarm clock. My mind is mentally trained where I know need to be up at a certain time. I'm awake. It mm-hmm. does not matter. Of course, I have a screaming child at, you know, three times in the night, but I have an amazing fiance that handles a lot of that stuff because she knows my days. Mm-hmm. My balance is being present. Being present means that phone goes off and it stays in the kitchen. So when I have that quality time, whether, you know, I've been reading a lot lately. I haven't, I haven't picked up a book since probably our last podcast. I'm not going to lie. I've been reading. Mm-hmm. You know, we all, we all have this and, you know, that balance, right? It's like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure my phone is out of the bedroom. I'm going to wake up. You know, and I see what I have next to me. That's balance, right? So the most I wake up and I go to sleep to the two most important things in my life. And that's my girl and my baby. Mm -hmm. Those are the two most important, right? So anything that goes on at that outside, if shit hits the fan or the wall or like wars going on, those two people I'm the most responsible for. So I have to make sure that when I'm with them, which I don't get a lot of time with, that I'm completely present. So that's the number one for balance. Number two. I wake up. Have you ever heard of the word word backsliding? A good friend of mine returned, referred to this term, a term called uh, backsliding. And I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, you're backsliding. And I'm like, the second your knees stop getting bent, that's what backsliding is. And I had really, really, and this is a very wise man that's helped me through a lot through my life. And, you know, not to just get all AA on you and sobriety, but he's right to get quiet, that backsliding, right? So I couldn't remember when he asked me that question, when he goes, you know, are you backsliding? I was like, I don't even remember the last time I hit my knees to pray. And that ain't like me, dude. That's how I start my day. I wake up every day. I used to make my bed, pray, hit my knees. It's gotten to the point that I haven't given myself that time to get quiet, whether it's with yourself or whatever you believe in, higher power, God, Allah, whatever. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, where I used to start my morning. So when you told me, you know, you're redlining, you're getting back, you know, you're getting this laziness, it's like, because we're on a routine, Right. Like we don't have the beauty of, you know, that alarm clock not going off. And like, no, we have we are the key opponents of our family. Right. So it's like we have to get up and do that. But to get up and actually hit your knees and humble yourself. Right. It's humbling to hit your knees, whether it's a quick prayer, whether I do the serenity prayer and I pray for, you know, good health and for my family and strength to get through the day. Simple. It takes me less than 30 seconds, but I can be scrolling on Instagram for two hours, you know, right. looking at Rolexes. Like, no, that's <laughs> sick behaviors, bro. Like yeah. Yeah, that's where he hit me with that term. And, and I was able to, you know what, take like three, four days off from the shop. I probably lost a couple of grand this week. You know, I, I worked for a little bit on Wednesday. I normally do the Tuesday, Wednesday gig all the way through even Mondays. But I said, you know what? I need that time with my girls. So I blocked the app off. I ended up going seeing an old friend of mine, had a cup of coffee with him. I left his house with two books. I got the, uh, the utmost of his highest, which mm-hmm. was the pro. I don't know if you've heard of that book. Yeah. But pretty serious. 
Yeah. I, I got yeah. it right. I'm looking at it right now on my bookshelf. Oh, no, shit. You got shells on it, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, uh, I got it. I got it. And um, there was a quote in the book. Uh, and I've just been reading, man. I've been reading and reading, really taking that time. You know, we, we walk, watch Ozark and all that. But, you know, I think reading is, is it needs to be, right? And anytime yeah. I used to pick up the AA book, uh, you know, Alcohol Anonymous, I'd read something and be like, damn, there it is. It's like, now I pick up a book, whether it's a motivational book or, or even this book, it's like, damn, there it is. And, you know, there was something that I read in here where it was, you know, we see his disciples understand because this goes off of dates. I think this is January 13th. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I got it right here. It's, it's, I actually took a note of it because I knew we were going to talk. It was, um, we think we understand another person's struggles until God reveals the same shortcomings in our lives. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So it's like, 100% we should know better than that. That's humbling, right? To like really recenter yourself. And, and for me, when I wake up in the morning and I see what I have, you know, I get a roof over my head. I have a beautiful fiance, but you know, my baby is like fucking, I, she's like the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I, I can wake up, I can jump in my new car. I can go to, you know, my barbershop where I own with Luke and, you know, see my our 12, we have 13 barbers in there. You know, we started with two chairs. I can, go to my factory up in Londonderry and make sure that's operating smoothly and go to my accounts. And there's a lot of doors that I can walk into today, right? Mm -hmm. Through right action of trying to be a better version of myself and be the good person. I, I know I walk through more doors today and I'm wanted in those rooms than I did years ago. Right. Yeah. And that that's, that is my social life, right? Me going into shops and popping in and say, what's up, uh, you know, helping them sweep the floor. Not even just to sell product. I love going to see my accounts. Those, those are my people, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's a balance for me. It's to kind of see what else is going on out there. And to go back to that, God reveals the same shortcomings in our lives. We think we understand another person's struggles, right? You know, so it's like, I understand a lot of people's struggles, business owners, barbershop owners, you know, people on the streets. Like I can identify with a lot of that. My mind has been there. I've been in those places, you know, and it's perseverance. And, you know, we may have some good months. We may have some strong months or good days or bad days. But like, you know, it's all about how you start in the morning. And that's where the balance is. It's how you start in the morning, where you lay your head at night. And and I live by those principles now. And, you know, it got away from me for a little bit with the backsliding. But I bet you're, I'm telling you now, tomorrow morning I'm waking up, I'm hitting my knees, I'm praying. I'm giving a kiss to my, my two girls before I leave the house. I'm going to be on the road all day, taking my calls, hitting one task at a time. Mm -hmm. I always tell that because I multitask and I know you do too. You know, it's hitting one task at a time. I know what my day is going to look like tomorrow. I know the calls that I got to do and where I got to be. But at the end of the day, when I get home, you know, that phone goes off and I'm completely present for my girls. And that's balanced for me because yeah. that's all I really got. And if that's for me to tell a client or, you know, for like, Hey, I can't talk right now. Like, yeah, you bet your ass. I use that excuse. My baby's sleeping. She's on a sleeping schedule right now. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I don't need to pick up the phone 24 seven. I don't need to jump the gun to every single person today. You know, the people that deserve to be, you know, in your life and vice versa, you deserve to be in theirs. I feel like it all comes in time and I'm getting this a lot through, 
just getting quiet with myself, reading this quote I wanted to read, nothing is forever in this world, not even our problems. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. Like, just, like, hear that out. Nothing in this is forever in this world, not even our problems. Damn fucking straight, bro. Yeah. Had I not <laughs> gone through the shit that I've been through, you know, I would not be where I'm at today. And I wouldn't be accepting it the same way I'm accepting it now. Yeah. You know? Accepting is a big word, you know? Accepting that. Yeah, just exception. Exception. Uh, Yeah, no, that makes me happy to hear that you're reading. I I read a lot, and almost every man I talk to doesn't read. Women women read constantly. Always reading a book, you know? Reading is key. So I guess I do have that balance in that sense then, because that is my morning. I get up super early, like, 4.30 4.30 usually every day, and I get the dogs outside, I get them fed around 5, um, and usually usually by 5, 5.15, I've had a cup of coffee, the dogs are all squared away, they make a lot of noise if I don't tend to them, and then everybody's sleeping, obviously, so I sit down and I got my three books, I got my devotional daily thing, which sometimes it's up most of the highest, sometimes it's a leadership book, right now I'm reading... Um, it is called Discipline Equals Freedom, and it's by Jocko Willink, who is an ex-Navy SEAL. He's on Rogan a lot. It's actually how I heard about him. Um, I'm reading his book, so it's like one one entry at, at a time, so it's a good daily reader. And yeah. then um, I journal. I write down my feelings because my feelings fuck me up. They get in the way, you know? Yeah. Um I'm an emotional dude, and emotions haven't always set me straight. They always send me down. I've never, like, had an emotional outburst and been excited about it after. Like, yeah, that was great. I'm glad I did that. It's always like, Jesus, man, I got to, what was I thinking, you know? <clears throat> so uh, get that out there. Um, that that also, the journaling begins with the date and the actual day of the week and three things I'm thankful for. Sometimes I end up writing 20 things, you know, um, then, then the journaling. Whether it's just like, hey, yesterday's a good day, or I'm really messed up over this, or whatever it is. And then reading scripture, which I've been doing every day since 2003, probably. Um, and and then prayer. And that all, all of that takes me about 25 minutes. And then I'm like primed for the day. Yeah. You know, and then I've... At that point, it's like 5.30, and nobody's going to get up till 6.30. So I'll come down here in my little dojo, and I'll either work on content for Jake Cuts Fresh, or I'll do something for the chop shop, or I'll just work on bills. Um, I started taking like an online accounting course to learn more, better business accounting skills. You know, got an hour, and, and for at least 15 minutes, and sometimes up to the whole 45 to an hour, I'll meditate. Yeah. Um, meditation is something I picked up in January this year and just kind of not think it'll be for me just because I always thought that meditation meant you had to empty your mind and I thought that's impossible (laughs) like my mind is always going whether it's good or bad it's always going and there's no and so I just didn't even try but then being up with my dogs when they were puppies and they, they were up all night and getting up a couple times like they're like a baby you know you know I decided to watch that little thing on Netflix. It's Headspace made it. It's called um, Headspace Guide to Meditation. And that guy Andy just said something that totally clicked with me. It's not that you have to empty your mind. It's impossible. You just have to become aware of the thought. 
And you sit on the side of the road and you watch the thoughts go by like cars. Just be aware that they're there. Don't try to run out there and get in one. Don't try to stand in front of one. You're going to get hurt. Stay over here. Notice them. And as I did that, Rock, as I did that, I started to realize that I am not my thoughts. My yeah. thoughts are separate from my mind. And I can control them sometimes and sometimes I can't, but I don't have to be driven around by them, you know? Yeah. And, dude, I hit that that realization. I started laughing hysterically, like kind of teary-eyed laughing. Like, yo. <laughs> well, the spark hit you, you know? Yeah. That's an, an awakening. And 42 that's years I, old yeah. just learned that, you know? <laughs> like. And and I and Damn. I will recommend that that headspace, man. I I, I was teaching for a while um, after COVID. I, I was running a class. I was running two classes on Mondays. I had three. I'd say I had close to fifty to sixty students every Monday. A and class that's on what, what I used to teach. A class on meditation. Oh, and beautiful. And um, you know, I got certified for the Reiki and all that stuff. But I was teaching newly sober addicts daily routine meditation and how to respond versus reacting in real life situations and awesome. you know I, I like to think we got a lot out of it because i could identify with me as an ex-addict and alcoholic you know and um that headspace there'd be days just like in there'd be days bro where it's like i'll be completely on and then there'd be days just like a school teacher where it's like fuck man i don't know what i can give these people today so i would put on the headspace yeah. right on netflix and, and you shit you're not man they'd love it it was so interactive you know they would download the apps i would do um i'd find an inspirational quote to start the day i was working at both meta and banyan uh treatment centers if anybody also was looking for any treatment that's out there um feel free to reach out because i am a uh, resourceful one when it comes to treatment centers and we'll get yeah. in the right place of course um but i was running those classes man and I, I would have a inspirational quote we would go back to whether it was socrates or marcus aurelius or you know mm. doesn't that allow zoo and we'd break down the quote you know, we break it down to how can we add that to our lives, right? How can we identify with that and, and adapt it to what we need to do? And it came down to that meditation. And, you know, I used to teach a lot of that where it would come down to just simple. People are like, oh, I don't know how to meditate. And be like, well, watch this, you know, right. grab a pen and paper. Even if you're circling, you could draw circles on a piece of paper. That's meditation. You could cut here. That's meditation. Yeah. Right. They used to say basketball is like meditation. If you, if you, even, you know, Tom Brady, when he was with Edelman and all that, like he didn't have to think he would just respond. It wasn't even just a reaction. When you react, there's something where it's, it's not suddenly analyzed. Right. So it's like responding versus reacting. You know, I would do these little exercises where, you know, I'd, I'd have them all do a five second breathe in where they would close their eyes, keep their feet planted, grounded, have them breathe in for five seconds, hold it for five seconds, then exhale, count to six. I'd have them do that for three, three cycles of that. So three times, five seconds in, six seconds out have them close their eyes tough and then open them. And then we'd all be on the same frequency. There'd be like 35 of us in the class, right? Mm. And they'd all be like, you know, whatever. And I'd get up and I'd actually slam the door. And I'd be like, and I'd walk in and they'd all be like, oh, like completely like shocked. And I'd be like, that one reaction can kill a whole room, 
right? And I would right. show them. You guys are all on the same frequency. So one bad action that you choose to do, just imagine how many people that's going to affect. There's 35 of you sitting in the room and I just slammed the door like a psychopath. All your energies <laughs> just shifted in the room. And they're like, holy shit, you're right. Like, I didn't even think of that like that. It's like, so when you run, you walk into a room, you know, read the room. You get what I'm saying? Read yeah. the situation, read the person. Everybody in their mother is going through a struggle. Right now, this is the holidays. People are on edge. It's a tight, you know, this is a perfect, especially for the barbers out there, you know, it's like, this is a perfect time to really read the room. You yeah. don't know what that person's waiting for. You've ever seen the Christmas vacation? You got one guy's waiting for his Christmas bonus, right? You know, another guy that's, you know, can't stop drinking every day. You got another guy that's, you know, running a mock thick and, whatever you know trying yeah. to provide this family it's like read the room you know if, if people are coming to you for a service to get a haircut like i try to give the full experience you're not coming in my chair to get a haircut you know whether that's a conversation or i even have people that don't even like to talk and that's perfectly fine because there's days where i don't want to talk you know <laughs> yeah it's sure. and it's a true i just had this conversation with my girl it's like read the room because you're responding and you identifying with that person's struggle can make their whole day. And that's uplift. That's what uplift means. It's uplifting somebody from a position that they don't want to be stuck in, yeah. you know, and you're lifting their spirits, right? So it's like, that's generally how I like to give not just my haircuts, but my product with the experience, but how I like to leave off with a client when they're leaving the chair is to have a positive experience, right? Yeah. Or even when I go on the road and I go into barbershops, I like to make sure I leave with them feeling some type of an experience with me. Not just like a sales rep, dude, because I ain't a sales rep. I am my brand, right? So it's like I'm showing up. I want to make sure that I'm leaving on a good note. I read the room. If I walk into the shop right. and it's packed and I see that there's a ton of walk-ins in there, you know, I'm going to be in and out, right? If I see that they're like, Bobbers are sitting around and two are on their phone and there's one busy barber you bet you're asking them to go to the two non-busy barbers and try to talk to them you know what i mean right. see what it is that's going on in the room where i can add to it in a positive way right, right? read the room respond by seeing what you can add to that situation in a positive way because people need that if you can give it you should do it right yeah. it's like if you have the power to do something like that to uplift then you do it yeah. And those are the people that, I, again, that I fuck with. I only hang around and break bread with people that have been through some serious shit that do nothing but give back and try to help each other. I yeah. do not hang out with people that are not on the same frequency, if not a higher frequency than me. Because if I'm not on, I'm on a low frequency, I'm doing bad shit, right? If I'm on a high frequency, I'm doing good shit. And if I'm around people that are even on a higher frequency, they're going to drop that ladder for me now to climb to get to that level. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, successful, I love it. You hang out with successful people. You want to be a shitbag, you hang out with shitbags. You know, and, and there's a lot where it's like people don't realize like how easy it is to just be a good person, right? And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I sucked, dude. I sucked for like the last four days. You know, like <laughs> I, I was so bad. I threw a phone across the room on Thanksgiving. I was like, you know, boom. But, you know, yeah, I might have had a bad night. 
but I knew what I had to do. I had to get right. I had to go to my boy's house at 7.30 in the morning, have a cup of coffee in his like one-bedroom apartment with, filled with leather-round books, dude. And I had to humble myself and do some reading with him. I had to talk to somebody that is on a better frequency than I was on so that he can lift me up so now that I can be present to even be on this call right now. Yeah. You wouldn't have wanted me on this call four days ago. I wouldn't even have wanted that on this call four <laughs> You get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, uh, absolutely. Like, yeah. there, this is a giant realization for me this this year, 2021, is um, meditation has allowed me to get into a space and really look at my mind from an architectural standpoint and try to understand why things are built a certain way and sort of reverse engineer to find out if that's going to be helpful or not. And if it's not, then I can change it. Um, yeah. And, and like you talk about frequency, like I never understood why, like my guy, Mario, one of my favorite clients, when he walks in the shop, the whole place changes, you know, like he just got this way about him. Like, damn, man, like he just has this like leadership, like man amongst men kind of vibe and everybody just kind of like, he's like a tuning fork, you know? And like, how does that happen? Like, I, I just could never understand. And now I understand. Now I don't know that I can always be that. But I feel uh, I've been shown through different areas of meditation that I have been that and that I can be that. And, um, you know, it's given me a chance to really see maybe how I've, I've been viewed by other people, which well, people want to be around people like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like- those are the people, they're right in front of you. Those signs are given to you. It's like, yeah, those are the people I want to be around. You know, same with Uplift. It's like, I my group, I didn't handpick them. They kind of fell into place, right? Like my team. Like I've been through a lot of people where, you know, I thought we're going to stick with me and be loyal. And, you know, I, I've been beaten by whatever, you know. But at the end of the day, it's like, I'm inspired by my team. That's why they're on the cover of that magazine. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm on my knees. Hey, to get to it, I'm on my knees in that fucking magazine, yeah, and they're right. standing behind me. <laughs> What's more humbling than that? Yeah. No, you I mean, know what I mean? All that whole imagery, just it's there. It, just it tells the story. And, and here's another quote, if you haven't heard it. You know, if you don't make time for your wellness, you'll be forced to make time for your illness. Yeah. And that's so true, man. Like, I, I was in the hospital. We had our baby... Um, you know, not to go off topic, but five months ago, I was going to the gym. I was fucking running around. I was like trying to just do a bunch of different shit before the baby was born. And uh, she ended up coming early and she, we were in the hospital for two days. You know, she came, everything went fine. We get out. I'm home for one day. I end up in the hospital five days straight right after. I ended up having uh, kidney failure. I wasn't taking wow. care of myself. Right. You know, wow. and yeah, man, I was in the hospital for five days straight, two days after the baby was born. And, you know, I, I needed that time for whatever reason. You know, I clearly wasn't taking, I thought I was taking good care of myself, but not to enough to the point that it put me in the hospital. I was in the hospital for five days. You know, I got quiet. They uh, pulled the whole COVID thing saying that I had COVID, but I didn't have a symptom. So they isolated me. I couldn't have any visitors. So two days after my baby was born, Mm. my girl's home with my fucking award-winning in-laws, who I love more than anything, man. These two, you know, they're ex-military friggin' just gangsters. Took care of the fort, helped my girl out. I was sitting in a hospital room for five days, no visitors. Mm. And you bet your ass I found found God again. You know, I found Mm. myself again. 
I had I needed that time, right? Because I was running around, running around on the hamster wheel until this baby was born. And I'll be honest with you, I probably wasn't in the best mindset, right? Yeah. You know, when I came home, I did not put that girl down, you know, like yeah. she was with me 24-7. Like I needed <laughs> that to slow me down. So it's like I wasn't making time for my wellness and it I clearly had it made myself to have time for my illness, bro. And that's that's what really woke me up because I've been in some chaotic situations where it's like, damn, that's unfortunate, but it happens for a reason. I truly believe that, you know, and yeah. and this was a, uh, a quote from Clint Eastwood. I actually just posted on my story. Respect your ethics, respect your efforts, respect yourself. Self-respect leads to self-discipline when you have both firmly under your belt. That's real power. And it's so friggin' true. It's like, I'll, I pray that. I say, you know, I say, God, help my efforts be fruitful because God knows that I'm working and sacrificing my ass off, whether that's uplift to anything I do. You know, I'm sacrificing strong time with my family. You know, help my home be be uh, happy, right? So, like, yeah. have my girl be happy, my baby, and, you know, my mind be sane, right? right. And, and my thoughts pure, because we are men, dude. There's always going to be something that sidetracks us and, and nonsense. But that backsliding, man, he got me with that. He's like, you're backsliding. I'm like, what does that even mean? He's like, when your knees stop bending, that's when you fall backwards. He was right, right? Think yeah. about that. So he, and this is a wise, wise dude that I'm talking about, my buddy Bob Moulton, man. He's, yeah. he's an old ex-iron worker, you know. <laughs> from Malden and, and uh, he's he's like a sponsor to me man he's it's not just for alcohol I call him whenever I have an issue or you know just to talk because this guy is I've never seen somebody so humble and so content living in a one bedroom apartment he drives a friggin Uber and he wakes up every morning at 5am he does his readings he goes to the YMCA he swims he goes and gets his coffee up in uh, New Hampshire. He takes his motorcycle up, comes back. He goes to his meetings. Like, he just has, like, this purity around him, and he's so content. And I'm like, man, he's like, dude, you got the world by the balls right now, Rock. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, you're so happy. It's like, I <laughs> love being around that dude. And yeah. he always said that. He's like, you know, the backslide. And he goes, if your knees aren't bent forward, you're going to fall back. Yeah. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Yeah. If those knees aren't bent... To go forward on your knees, you're falling backwards. And he's right. It's like he, that 100%, routine. 100%, man. I, on days that I don't do my morning routine, the day goes different. Yeah. And I know if I want to show up how I'm claiming I want to show up, that's the other thing with me. I like to talk. I'm a storyteller. This is <laughs> hence the podcast, right? But yeah. the closer people are to me, the less my words mean. Right. So like me saying I'm going to do a bunch of stuff means nothing to my wife. Me doing it means everything. Everything. Me doing it and not even mentioning it means even more. And yeah. so if I want to show up like that, if I'm if I'm claiming that I want to be retired by this time and I want to have this much money in the bank by this time, um, then what am I doing to achieve that? And that morning routine helps me to align all of my things you know, this is a big, big word I've been kind of just going back and forth with is align. Not so much hustle, because I'll do that hamster wheel all day. Yeah. But, like, really sit back and try to think, like, let me godfather this thing. Let me sit back and make a chess move right now and try to align everything. 
And um, when I do that, it's amazing the difference versus when I just go, what do I have to do today? I don't know. Let's just make a list and let's get a bunch of shit done, you know? <laughs> you know? Um, no, that's that, that's great. I, I, you know, th- this, there's this quote that's coming to mind when you're talking about your friend Bob. It's not even a quote. It's a story. I'm going to screw it up. I'm going to paraphrase it. But essentially, this guy was on vacation in, like, say, Portugal, and he watched this fisherman on his small boat pull a couple fish up, sell them, take the money, go down, hang out with his friends, have a glass of wine, play the guitar, you know. And he followed him and asked him a bunch of questions as far as, like, hey, how, how long did it take you to get that fish? Like, how much did you sell them for? You know, why don't you get more boats? And get more fish and get more money. And he's like, you know, well, why would I want to do that? He's like, you know, so you could, you know, you should get more boats. Okay, why? So you can get more fish. Okay, why would I want more fish? Like, so you can get more money. Like, well, why would I want more money? He's like, so you could have more free time. He's like, but if I'm working on doing all that, I won't be having free time. He's like, well, you know, you could do this. Okay, well, what would I do with my free time? Well, you could, like, you know, go meet your friends at the bar and have a glass of wine like, play music. He's like, "That's, that's what I'm doing right now. You know, <laughs> and I think about that a lot. It's like I had to sell one of my shops and that killed me pride wise in the beginning. But I had to make less money so that I could enjoy my life more. If that makes any sense. <laughs> well, that's you know? priceless, man. And it's you like know? it's really in that quote again by Paul Bob Marley. It's like some people are so rich. All they have is money. And it's like. I I'm not gonna lie. We had a blast the last four days. You know, like I'm still I do investments and stuff like that with like stocks and stuff to kind of offset it. You know, whatever. But taking that four days off of just being with my girls, like watching my daughter. She's five months old. Every single day I wake up, she's she's doing something new. You know, and it's like yeah, yeah. I've I've worked my whole life, bro. Right? I've worked my whole life to the point where it's like. I yeah I'm young but I've been working for fucking half, more than half my life you know what I've been working for 17 18 years you know so it's like I want this time right now and this is the holidays it's like yeah I can grind but for what you know to be exhausted when I get home and and like you said those little things like around the house that like you don't need to be asked to do taking the trash out, you know, uh, giving the, your daughter, giving the kid a bath or, you know, helping switch the dishwasher over. Right. If I work for that X amount of dollars, which I work like a dog, which you know that, you mm-hmm. know, I'll go on Thursday, Friday and work 15 hours, 16 hours, whatever it is. And not including uplift work at the end of the day, one after the other. But if I'm not, you know, if I'm doing those many hours to get that, that amount of money, what's what am I leaving back at home that's not getting done, right? right? Because I promise you, an empty dishwasher and a friggin' giving my daughter a bath and helping my girl around the house who's, you know, home with the baby 24-7, doesn't get a break, that's worth, that's priceless, right? right. You know yeah. I don't give a shit about the money at this point. I care about a happy home. Yeah. That's in my career, right? It's like, I know if I'm going to work, I'm going to make money, right? But I know when I go home that there's ways that I can keep my girl happy. And that at the end of the day, you could have all the money in the world and you could be laying in bed with all that cash. I'd rather be laying in bed with my girl that's going to sleep happy and not stressed out because I'm not doing shit around the house. You get what I'm saying? That's yeah. that's what that quote meant. 
you get what I like to analyze those quotes. It's like some people are so rich, all they have is money. It's like, no, man, I'm the richest man on the planet when I wake up and my girl's in a happy mood. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Because these other people, they don't give a shit. They don't know any of that. You know, it's like what goes on in your sanctuary is the only thing that should matter. And you should never, ever knock your pride on selling your shop or whatever you, you did, you know, because at the end of the day, you built something for somebody else's dream. Right. Yeah, so, no, I, I'm oh, really good with it now, you know. But yeah. the time was definitely, you know, I felt God telling me like, you, you know, it's time. You, you're only. He just kept. I just kept hearing, your pride, your pride, yeah. and it, and it's like what? It's like that's the problem. Your pride right now. Like you're holding on to this for your pride because you're too afraid, to to let people know, that you had to let it go, and, um, that's not a good reason to do anything. And I'm. Never thought I was an ego person until COVID. That's when I realized I got all screwed up, man. I realized like so much of like how I carry myself, my my like self worth, like was tied up in the success of that shop, because yeah. nothing I have done in my life was that successful, and it all, everything that happened in that shop, I did exactly how I wanted, and it worked, and that's a tremendous boost of confidence, but. When the shop wasn't busy, my confidence was low. In other words, <laughs> I thought that people walking to the door and the phone ringing formulated my self-worth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that's not it. Like, yeah. my self-worth formulated on the fact that I had the idea, I executed, that I chose the right woman that would push me to do it when I was kind of on the fence about it. Like yeah. all those, those are all, that's all me. That's, I'll take credit for that. And I'll, and I'll be thankful that the way God had put it together in my life, you know? Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm good with it now. I'm actually very happy. I'm coaching both of my son's basketball teams. Um, I just started kind of making what I would consider good money again, um, in the past month or so where I'm like, Hmm, okay. A little extra every, every week instead of like, Ugh, a little yeah. short this week, you know? Um, and you know, I'm doing these podcasts and, and, and I've been actually making music again, which I haven't even talked about at all on this. Um, it's crazy. Like I, my buddy hit me up out of nowhere. Like, Hey man, I'm doing this, um, this project with these people. Like they really want like a sort of known artist, but not like known enough where it's going to cost them a lot of money. Would you be interested? I can get you a few bucks for the verse. I'm like, I just got to go on this bit of verse and that's it. Like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, sign me up. Send me the beat. You know, yeah. and and it was like, man, and my other buddy sent me a bunch of beats, and I'm like, damn, man, I find myself writing lyrics again and, and just actually being happy rock. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. No, and I'm, I'm with you 100% on all of that because yeah. for, especially for those listeners out there that, you know, are, are new at this game or trying to be entrepreneurs, you know, watch that movie The Family Man with Nicolas Cage. That's a homework assignment. <laughs> you know? and, and I mean that. And I, I, I actually haven't even seen that, so I got to do it. The Family Man with Nicolas Cage. And, and that's that's your story right there, man. It's like, you, this, with everything you do, there's a sacrifice. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, and, I do. And it's steep. But for real, like for the listeners to really understand that, anything you do is a sacrifice. You know, don't let Instagram and all this shit, half that stuff is rented and leased anyways, bro. At the end of the day, perseverance, right? It's like 
Do what you love and you give it power. Do what you fear and you give it power. What mm -hmm. you empower, you attract, right? So it's like you want to move forward like chess, you better be able to pay the price, right? And it's like I can't stress that enough where I remember when my baby was born and my team, you know, before the, my child was born, right? I, I remember the day that the next day when uh, I found out the day after she got pregnant and uh, somebody made like a, a term they're like oh man i i really hope that uh uplift doesn't take a slip because of this <laughs> and i was <laughs> like wow so yeah. those exact words that i needed to hear talk yeah. about like three times the revenue i did since this little one was in a glimpse of my girl's eye you get what yeah. i'm saying like yeah. it's putting a fire under my ass where no i needed those words i needed that self that doubt and i needed that self-doubt because i knew that it was only temporary and then i had to analyze my life where it's like all right anytime that i've gotten hit i function in chaos right i right. function it same but i've realized that sacrificing and, and letting the pride go and you know look at me or envy like you know dude that quote i always i love that meme when it's like you think there's competition go into the bread aisle like we can all coexist man of course yeah. there's going to be competitors and palm the only competitor i have is myself yes right yeah. and, and that's that's the pride and ego that's a character defect right so i have to remove that from the scenario because i don't give a shit with joe schmoke thinks and is watching my stories but won't like my shit or blah 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 or i support you but what am i getting out of the deal it's like no i'm focused on the people that i can have in my life that are with this no matter what and what i can do to help them along the way you get what i'm saying yeah, i think that's like, why, I don't really, you yeah know, uh, you and i connect on that in the fact that we are in service to others yeah I have to be. It's There's the only not, way I'm staying yeah, alive. It's encoded it's on your DNA. Pride. You know, it's yeah. not. And I, I, I get this opinion, and I don't know if it's true, that people that are really geared that way, like I'm a hundred percent an empath. Yes. And I haven't properly at 42 years old. I just starting to properly um, understand and be able to coexist with the empath like DNA that I have and like setting up boundaries with people and like setting up, like I said, the, uh, the, you know, the guardrails because it's very easy. I could have become an addict myself. You know what I'm saying? When you, when you're, when you serve others like that, it, it's, it, this is going to come full circle, but bear with me. When you're constantly wanting to serve everybody, you live and die by, how happy you can make them and yeah. left unchecked and left in an unhealthy state, you start to formulate your self-worth based on that. At least this is, this is my story. At least I should say. Okay. And then you get to a point where you feel like you're not being taken care of. So you start taking care of yourself in ways that aren't necessarily healthy, whether it's drinking, drugs, pornography, um, whatever it is like those, I find that all the people that I know that are super, um, in like in recovery and like had a super crazy past and, and that's you know my, my men out there they'll know when they hear this they'll know i'm talking about them they're unbelievably great people with the hugest hearts and yeah. for whatever reason things just got messed up now my i'd say if i had like an actual chemical addiction i'd say it's food you know what i'm saying but uh i'm lucky that 
I didn't get that crazy alcoholic gene that's in my DNA. Like, I can drink and not drink for months, you know, whatever. And so I'm very blessed I didn't get on those things where you have to do a lot of recovery, you know. But I've always lived my life like a person that's in recovery and didn't even notice that until I started dealing with people... You know, I like people. Well, like, you oh. got the book, bro. You yeah. got the book in front of you. That utmost highest. That was on Doctor Bob's desk every day, and that's the dude who wrote AA. So that book is based off of a lot of that. You know, no and, it, and, it, and not to get into like religion. Like I'm not a religious person. I know I mentioned God a lot through this. It's I'm I'm a spiritualist man. I believe God is is all around you but i truly believe my higher powers my my god powers inside of me the greater good of myself is inside of me you know do i believe that something's going to come and just save us all no i think you're going to have to save yourself but not be a shitbag in the end of it right it's like i want to leave my legacy on earth knowing that i helped more than i did bad that's it you know and I, i have to be that way you know like there's so much that goes with that. And with that being said, I'm at that point at 31. Like I've realized, you know, I don't, I don't go to the casino and gamble. Right. Cause nothing I have has ever been lucky. So there better not be a fucking bastard out there listening. Like, Oh, this kid's lucky. <laughs> nothing sure enough has been nothing but hard fucking work. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like I do. I do not, my boys win. They went on scratch tickets. They go to the blackjack table. They're doing $50,000 fucking hands at roulette. I'm serious. Like silly. <laughs> I lose. I don't, I'm not, it's not in my DNA code to get it the easy way. Yeah. And, you know, the longer I think about it, I'm happy that it's not, you know, I, and I, I, I'm actually happy that I don't have that easy way. You know, I yeah. don't come from rich parents. I don't have this and that. I didn't really have much help. You know, I've had people that believe in me. I believe in them and we move forward, you know, and it's like that works for me. And that's why I stick with my own tribe, my yeah. tribe of the people that are out there to be the best versions of themselves and to help people be the best versions of themselves you get what i'm saying and it's like i don't have i don't have room in my life today for any negative bullshit or negative people i just i pray for them i i see them in a different way now it's like i don't feel bad for them but like man i I really hope this person gets this shit together you know so eventually you know they can have a better way of life for themselves you know like I, i don't i don't see that envy or or resentment anymore because it's too much burden on myself it's like resentment is that quote it's it's more poison for yourself it's like i I don't resent anybody because they've never walked in my shoes and i've never walked in their shoes and i assure you if anybody's walked into my shoes they should be in a friggin' rubber room right now (laughs) (laughs) for the level of insanity that i've put myself through but we're still all here we're still alive i'm beyond grateful jake for your time you know we we this this was honestly this went a little over but it's we will do for this one because it's been it's been since yeah. COVID we were on the call last and it's funny the different places both of us have been in our lives since then and it's like i know you're a real friend because i'm on the phone with you still you know what i mean like yeah that's, doubt. The type, that's the type of shit and you're the type of people that i break bread with you know like i know we've had some calls here and there you know just questions and stuff that you wanted to lay on me etc like that's what I need in my life. It keeps me kicking and keeps me moving, you know? So, yeah, I mean, this is it. I mean, it's, it's odd that, you know, I really know you just through business, but when I decided to sell a shop, you're like the first person I called. (laughs) 
yeah. <laughs> that that wasn't like you know in my family. It was, and I'm like, I don't know why I'm calling this dude, but I'm feeling that pull, <laughs> you know. And and I yeah, do that man, because you call me anytime. Yeah, I think we just got that like that, man. But um, yeah. I'm grateful for it, bro. It's 100 percent, like 1,000. Sure, I'm gonna I'm gonna close up with this. It's a big one, but I'm just gonna leave. I'm gonna close it up with this because I think this is something I've learned through my meditation journey is that I used to think that hate was the opposite of love, but I now believe that fear is the opposite of love. Like every time I'm doing a move, it's either in love or in fear. You know, every, that's what's motivating me, you know? And so I try to only feed that love thing and not feed that fear thing, you know, and just try to understand that like, there's nothing really to be scared of. And so, you know, if you had anything you want to add to that, um, go for it. But I just feel like that needs to be out there because I feel like some people are going to hear this and they're going to, this, this is going to be a new level, not only for this podcast, but for that person listening, you know? Yeah. I, I, I mean, you said it beautifully said, you know, when it comes to make me think of FDR was like, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Yeah. You know? And, and that's the truth of the nature of it. It's the nature of the beast. It's a fear. You don't know what the other end is going to look like until you go through it, and you got to take the risk, you know, and, and whatever move you make. But yeah. I agree. You know, I'm with you. I, I, I truly believe that. I think fear is it's your own hate in its own way. It's the only thing blocking you. Everything we do that blocks us is fear. It's change, etc. So. Yeah, it gives all the negativity a foothold, whether it's hate or whether it's pity or whatever, you know, whatever it is, self-pity. But, um, yeah, man. Well, listen, uplift, upliftprovisionscompany.com. I'm just going to link it. I'm going to find it, and I'm going to link it in the notes so people got it. Um, yeah. Check it out. Send me a thing of that Boston Magazine so I can post about it um, yeah. in Boston. And, um you know, you got a beautiful, beautiful family going there, man. Good luck to you with everything there. And um, when you hit awkward phases of fatherhood, hit me up because I'm <laughs> you know a I couple will, years bro. ahead of you. But you know, yeah. can yeah. give you, you know I will give you some appreciate shit. Appreciate it, man. Good stuff, man. Uh, much love, man. God bless, and uh, we'll connect soon, man. I hope you have a safe and great holidays, and you know, may your efforts be fruitful. You know. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Later. All right, bye.